gospel lesson today is from the Gospel of Luke, starting at the 21st chapter, the fifth verse. Sounds like this. When some were speaking about the temple and how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first. But the end will not follow immediately. Then Jesus said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be, a great, there will be great earthquakes and various places, famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance you will gain your souls. And then today from the book of Isaiah, starting at the 65th chapter and the 17th verse, Isaiah is talking to the exiles who have now come home. They've come home to utter de devastation, chaos. And they think all is lost. And this is what the prophet says. For I am about to create a new heaven and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years of age will be considered a youth and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. 
They shall not build, and another inhabit. They shall not plant, and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be. And my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. They shall not be offspring blessed by the Lord. They shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. And while they are not yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountains, says the Lord. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Last week we heard, who among you remembers the glory of this temple? And we talked about the glory of this temple, how great it was, but also how great it is and how great it can be. That was when the people were in exile and they were remembering the temple, remembering the land of Israel, remembering Jerusalem. And as is sometimes the case, you know, our memories are actually greater than the reality. I was thinking about there's a sitcom where the family is not so great, not so loving, not so bonded and the mother was saying to the daughter in the daughter's room remember when you were a little girl and we used to come up here and I would brush your hair and you'd tell me all the stories of your day and how wonderful it was and the daughter looks at the mom and says yeah we never did that sometimes memories work like that you know you remember things in a better way than they were before And some of that might have been happening with the exiles, but the glory of Jerusalem and the temple was something to behold. And it was ransacked by invaders who took the best stuff and destroyed it. And now those same exiled people with their faulty memories of glory have come home. And the prophet Isaiah is speaking the word of the Lord saying, I am going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Behold, what a glorious thing. And it's almost laughable in a way to bring tears to an eye. They look around and see nothing left. Temple destroyed. City that is no more. The best and the brightest are gone. 
the places they lived, leveled, the vineyards they planted, destroyed. And yet the prophet speaks, saying, you will now plant and reap the harvest. You will build and be able to live in the place that you build. It's been unheard of in at least three or four generations of those people that they could build a house and live in it themselves. Or that they could plant a vineyard and actually eat from the fruit of that vineyard. No, they were people who were doing for others. Can you imagine working so hard, investing so much of yourself in a place, in a land, in a crop, and not getting any benefit from it? That's the life they were leading. And there was no joy in that. There's nothing honorable about it. It's not glorious in some way. You know, when we were raising funds for the organ, which, by the way, the organ isn't paid for. We're just driving that car, but we still got 60 good payments to make before the the title is turned over to us. So if you've pledged, make sure you're honoring your pledge. There, I said that. When we did that, we said to you all, listen, what we're doing here is we're planting a seed. We're putting a sapling in the ground, and it is going to grow. And generations that come after you will sit under it and benefit. We are investing in an instrument for a generation. We have committed at least to traditional worship for that time. That is to say, to having an organ used in our worship. It's not all we committed to, by the way. Don't mishear that. But what's happening here is not not the Lord saying, invest in this sapling and watch it grow grow into a tree that your generations can enjoy. No. Plant now, and even though you will have to wait, you will benefit. The new heaven and new earth that God is creating is incredible. And it is so good that the people can't get it. The prophet talks about what it is, and he talks about what it is in terms of the things they lost when they were exiled. They lost their homes, they lost their land, they lost their loved ones. And all of that will come back. And the people don't get it. And so the prophet goes on. 
Most public speakers don't do that. It's not a rhetorical device usually to say, oh, if you don't get this part of my speech, I'll just go on and advance it to a, a, another level and hope somehow you catch up and get that. That's what he does, but it's not what we usually do. Instead, the prophet says, listen, pay attention to your future. Richard Leischer, who is a fabulous, fabulous preacher, preached a marvelous sermon on this text. No, he didn't. He preached a sermon with a marvelous title on this text. The sermon itself was really, really lousy. So don't go and read it, but remember the title which is, your future seems too small. This is what's happening to the Israelites when they return to Jerusalem after exile. Their lives have been so hard, so brutal, so difficult, that they have lost the ability to dream. They come back home and they look around and they can remember what was there, but they can't really grasp it. They have created for themselves a future that is just too narrow, too small. Not what God wants, because God wants for us things we can't even imagine. See, the, the, the lesson goes on. Not only will you get land that you can enjoy and a home where you can live and people that will love you, but you get a wolf and a lamb that feed together. A lion eating straw like an ox. A serpent's food that is dust. They shall not hurt nor destroy. You get a future that's impossible. A lamb and a wolf don't eat together. A lion doesn't eat grass. He eats us. But the prophet says, hey, you... Your future is so big. What God wants for you is so incredible. The life that you get to have in the new creation on heaven and earth is so glorious that things you never dreamed possible will happen. Church, who here remembers the glory of this temple? Or better yet, who here can envision the glory this temple will hold with a future that is not too small? Thanks be to God. Amen.